Welcome to the Weekend Wrap-Up. This is Zoe, the resident Gen Z at KLRC. Maybe you're like me and you don't catch everything on the air, but that doesn't mean you have to miss out. I'm sharing highlights from Mark and Christie's morning show, Middays with Andrea and Robert, and The Drive Home with Anson and Kara. Let's see what they've been up to this week. I want to start off with this powerful reminder from Mark on The Morning Show. With Mark and Christy, uh, so I put a little something on our Morning Show Facebook page yesterday, really actually <laughs> to remind myself. Mm-hmm. It turns out, it, it, I think it's connected with a few others as well, but it was, it, got, it stopped me in my tracks when I saw this picture. It was just a simple little bulb, like Christmas bulb, and it just said these words, it was never meant to be a burden. And I kept thinking about how many times this time of year when people are like, hey, how are you? And it's like, I'm stressed. Mm-hmm. Overwhelmed. Over busy. Yeah. And got so much to do. Yeah. So much going on. Feeling pressure. Right? Gifts. Yeah. All of it. Presents. Putting, I, putting up trees. Getting yes. down. Yeah. All of it. And I thought about telling myself, well, what if I actually did that to one of my kids about their birthday? Like, mm. hey, it's your birthday. Feeling really stressed. <laughs> I got a lot to do. You're kind of a burden right now, right? But this is what we're celebrating. It's Jesus' birthday. Right. And we're getting like all caught up in stuff that was never meant for us to carry. And uh, yeah, I was like, God, I just, man, I need you to change my heart because I do not want that. Mm -hmm. I don't want that to be what this is about. Like this should be joyful and peaceful and celebratory. And instead of a bunch of like tasks and to do's, a whole lot of more just grace and kindness and those kind of things. And I think that's what I love about um, what we're going to do in about 30 minutes for Gretchen for Christmas wish. Because it could, I'm sure the Christmas season when you're battling cancer and single mom, like this season could feel like a whole lot of burden. Like, man, one more thing to do, right? And instead, because of God's incredible kindness and grace, of using a bunch of folks in our community, um, she's going to experience like extravagant grace. Mm-hmm. And hopefully this Christmas season will feel less of a burden, but more joy, more peace. I think that's such a good reminder. And I think too, um, just just the final statement I just want to leave our listening family with is what that says. You're feeling overwhelmed. Just remember this. It was never meant to be a burden. I've been thinking about that a lot this holiday season. The reason and intention for celebrating Christmas, everything that's behind it. It was not meant to be stressful, but us humans like to make things complicated. I hope this reminder gives you permission to let some things go if you're feeling overwhelmed and embrace the simple truth that Jesus came to save us and he is all we need. But sometimes we can feel lonely during the holiday season, which is what Mark, Christy, and Chaplain Justin talked about. Justin, do a little Chaplain chat. Good morning. Good morning, Chaplain Justin. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, so we're going to dive in pretty quickly here, get serious. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Um, So basically, it's December, right? And it's a lonely time of year for a lot of people. You know, just coming personally from a recovery background, I know recovery meetings are extra especially during yeah. this season. Like yeah. they'll schedule extra meetings mm-hmm. because it can be a really hard time um, through that process. Uh, a lot of memories are triggered, either losses, you've lost a loved one, mm-hmm. um, or maybe you've recently become divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, all kinds of 
things going on right. um, during the month of December that can trigger this feeling of loneliness. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to ask you, what what can we do when we have those feelings of loneliness? Mm-hmm. How do we navigate that and, and get through it? Yeah. Well, I would say, one, whenever we um, are in that lonely state, we're not alone because I know the United States Health Department and maybe the World Health Organization as well has uh, determined that loneliness is an epidemic Wow, with lots of health hazards attached mm-hmm. to it. So it's something that's important. Uh, yeah, that's to, a comment. We're not alone in feeling no, that way. Yeah, all yeah. over. Um, and I think in terms of uh, kind of social media and different things like that, we can actually feel more isolated today than ever before. Um, it's diff- there, There's a difference between being alone and feeling lonely. Mm-hmm. So I can be alone and feel peaceful. I could be alone and feel content or happy. I could be alone and also feel lonely. And um, we have an opportunity to respond to that feeling of loneliness. For me, at times, I could find myself at the the fridge or the cupboards for no mm-hmm. apparent reason. <laughs> me too, <laughs> me too. Wanting to snack and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, or I could call a friend or I could sit down and with my prayer journal and pray. Um, I could listen to music. Um, I could take a walk outside, even if it's cold, maybe I could bump, bundle up. And sometimes that cold air can snap us out of a lot of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we have a lot of good choices that we can make whenever we notice that we're feeling lonely. The The key, I think, is to notice I'm feeling lonely right now. I was just going to ask you about that because I yeah. think that's for a lot of us. That's the challenge because uh-huh. we may not even realize it till it's too late in the sense of like, yeah. we're way down the track yeah. and you and you've already taken actions yeah to, and you're like okay i just yeah. ate half the fridge or right. uh, whatever totally. what um what might be things to pay attention to you use the word notice yeah uh, i think um for each one of us, there might be similarities, but it's going to be very close to sadness. So what does sadness feel like for you? Um, do you notice that your face has kind of fallen, your head has drooped? Um, maybe even your pulse and heart rate is slower. Um, so it takes practice to notice some of those uh, signs, but I would say it's not too late. A lot of times I notice I'm feeling lonely or I say I might be feeling lonely when I'm at the, the fridge for no apparent reason. So a lot of times that is a signal because mm-hmm. that's one way that I have struggled to cope or to react to mm-hmm. that rather than to respond. So it's not too far. Mm-hmm. It's never too late to, to turn yeah. mm-hmm. and to respond. Um, but yeah, there are, there are different signs that we can kind of get to know for ourselves whenever we're feeling various emotions. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and when we notice that, okay, so what's the good choice that I'm going to make with this, mm-hmm. even if it is a quote-unquote negative emotion? Good stuff, because uh, it is. It's the most wonderful time of the year yes, and can also feel like the most lonely yeah, time of the year, Yeah, it's tough sometimes. Sometimes I think even if we're physically surrounded by people, we can still feel lonely, even at family gatherings or going to church, maybe thinking no one cares or no one sees us. I felt that way a lot a few years ago, but luckily God has helped me see others and others see me, and I feel a lot less lonely. I hope you'll find some time in all of the events this holiday season to truly connect and deepen some relationships. You aren't alone. 
And you know, God works in mysterious ways. He puts things in our life we never would have expected, and he performs miracles. Listeners called Mark and Christy this week to tell their miracle stories. Miracles, right? So time you hear that word all over the Christmas miracle thing, but we know we have a God that just shows up all the time doing things that you really can't explain any other way. And we'd love to hear your story this morning. Yes. About 30 years ago, when I was 23 years old, I was um, had just gotten out of college and was in Florida um, for a job placement. I was traveling between two sites. It was about 10 o'clock at night. And I looked down and saw that my gas gauge was on almost on empty. And I just pulled off the next exit. And as I was on the exit, somebody behind me kept honking at me. And I thought it was odd because I was from Indiana and I was in Florida and knew no one there. So when I got out and got out of the gas pump, um, this person who had been honking behind me got out of his car and he said, are you from Indiana? My parents live in Indianapolis and just kept talking about his parents and their jobs that they have in Indianapolis. And as he's talking to me, I'm trying to nonchalantly look through my purse for money for gas. And I realized I only have like 53 cents with me. I was 23, just got out of college, wasn't very wise. And anyway, he, and it was not obvious in my opinion that I was showing that I needed anything. And he just out of the blue said, Hey, do you have money for gas? Wow. And I said, yeah. And I said, actually, I can only find like 53 cents. And he said, well, this is not an area where you should be by yourself or stop. So he said, here, take this. And he just pulled a wad of ones out of his front pocket and handed them to me. And he said, I'm going to stay here until you get your gas and get on the way because this is a pretty dangerous area. And when I looked around, there were several men sitting on hoods of cars just kind of watching me. And I hadn't even paid attention to that as a you know, young kind of foolish girl. And got my gas. I think he'd give me like $12, got my gas, got on my way, never saw the person again, but truly knew that God had sent him to help me on that night to probably save my life. No and doubt. I think about, I think about that frequently. At, at one point, my son was doubting that God existed. And I said, this is just one of the many stories that I have where there's no way that I can ever doubt that God provides. And the thing I went, I thought of the most was I wasn't living in a way that was completely pleasing to God at that time. So he was merciful to me and took care of me and loved me during that time and just provided. That's, That's powerful. Amazing. God is good. And I just want to give him all the glory. He's provided for me in so many ways. And I'm so grateful for that. So Amen. thank you for all that you do. Hey, if you're just joining the conversation this morning, some of these stories have been amazing. Oh, so cool. Just how God's been working miracles and, and just how he moves and works in these crazy yeah. ways. And we wanted to talk about that because it's Christmas season. Obviously, Jesus and what he did for us is the true miracle and, and the one you know miracle to, to focus on. And, and we just wanted to celebrate how God, even in our everyday lives, today is living and active and creating miracles all over yeah. the place. And we love to hear your stories too this morning. In fact, you had one you wanted to share with us? So I was, um, I was 18 years old. I was really angry at the time with God for a lot of different reasons. And I had said, I hate you, all kinds of things. Anyway, mm. I was in a car accident. I was run off of the road in Centerton and it was just a little... It wasn't the five lane that it is now. It was a little two-strip road. There was a lake in Centerton, but on the other side, there was a, a small spring-fed pond. The guardrails were held up by railroad ties, so it wasn't like the traditional guardrails. Um, and I was driving a small pickup truck, and I was ran off the road, and I hit that embankment. 
I took out three of the gar- of the railroad ties. Should have flipped my car upside down in the pond, and I walked away. Wow, that's amazing. That is miraculous. And even the and at the time, Centerton didn't have a police force, so it was state troopers. And he goes, "I don't understand." He goes, "You should have drowned in that pond mm. upside down, wow. but you didn't flip." Man, man, how did you not flip? And here you are today, a walking miracle. That's like incredible. I'm here today. I have four children. I have six grandchildren with a seventh one on the way. God held my car. What a great story to tell when God performs miracles in our life and we get to give him all the glory and tell people what he has done. So powerful. Now, here's the best breaks from Andrea this week. 90.9 KLRC. Have you ever been in a situation where you should have been out of your mind, really stressed out, full of fear, and yet God provided peace? Here's a really extreme example for you from my life. My husband and I were in Africa one time in a pretty dangerous country, and there was a terrorist attack that happened really close to where we were. We had no idea it was coming. It was a total surprise. And I feel like if I was doing life on my own, I should have been really freaked out. But instead, I'm not doing life alone. I'm doing it with Jesus. And there was such an overwhelming piece of just God saying, I got this. You don't worry about it. You just pray about it. And that's what we did. We as a group that was together there, we prayed about it. And it just speaks to who God is. In John 14, 27, Jesus himself said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. And I think that is so true of who he is. I'm so grateful that when things just don't make sense in this world, he's real good about giving us peace. 90.9 KLRC. You know, Joy to the World was originally written in light of thinking about Jesus's second coming. And when I first learned that, I kind of got annoyed that we played it at Christmas time. I was like, why do we play Joy to the World? Does it make sense? You know, we're talking about Jesus' second coming. And the more that I've sat with it, the more that I'm just like... There's a lot of differences between Jesus's first coming and second coming. I mean, his first coming was pretty mild, (laughs) pretty low key. And his next coming is going to be incredible, marvelous, exactly what we thought the first coming would be. And I just like that this song, still in both situations, we can sing joy to the world. The Lord is come, both in his majesty and might and in his meek and lowly self. Both are reasons to rejoice. So it's the perfect Christmas song as well. 90.9 KLRC. Okay, let this be a sign to you that it is a wonderful thing to go and have coffee with a friend, even when things are a little on the busy side, like it is right now. One of my friends from middle school, we've kept in touch all these years, and she texted me. She said, Hey, let's go get a cup of coffee together and catch up. And it was kind of like, Oh man, do I really have time? But carved out the time, went and had coffee with her in Springdale. And you know what it was? Just so restful, so restful. It is so good to have a friendship where you can talk about Jesus over a cup of tea and coffee and just laugh about life. That is so, so good and good for the soul, especially in a busy time of year. 
I know not everyone is extroverted like me, but seeing a friend in the middle of a busy day is amazing, even with all the stress. Seeing someone you love adds energy and refreshment, at least to my spirit. And I think even introverts really benefit from that connection and community. So wherever you lean, if you're extroverted or introverted, maybe reach out to a friend for lunch or coffee and see what it does to your spirit, especially in this draining season. Now here's Anson and Kara from The Drive Home. So this semester I've been teaching a high school Sunday school class at my church. Mm -hmm. And uh, I love teaching these kids because they asked to do a series on the minor prophets. I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Yeah. High school kids? (laughs) Right. Wow. Which I agreed to do, but then I realized like, okay, I have to do a lot of studying and learning. (laughs) So I don't know that much about the minor prophets. Same. But in the last few weeks, we were reading out of the book of Micah, one of the minor prophets. Mm. And there's a verse in that book that stands out to me during this Christmas season. It's Micah 5.2. It says, But you, O Bethlehem, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, Mm. whose coming forth is from old, from ancient days. And this is pretty cool because Micah was prophesying about 700 years before Jesus made his entrance in Bethlehem. Wow. And Micah calls the town of Bethlehem too little to be among the clans of Judah. It was a small, obscure, overlooked village, hardly worth counting. Yeah. A very unlikely location for great things to happen. Man. But as I was studying, I was reading from Bible teacher Courtney Doctor. She says this, God specializes in taking the unlikely, the obscure, and the overlooked Mm. and doing great things. Wow. And centuries before Micah wrote this prophecy, another unlikely king came from Bethlehem. That would be David, right? The most Mm. unlikely of his brothers, a shepherd boy. Samuel almost overlooked him, but he was God's choice Mm. and became the greatest king Israel ever had. So good. And then Israel waited and longed for another king like David, a good and righteous ruler. Mm. But the years went by and they feared the Lord had forgotten them. Mm. So Courtney Dr. sums all of this up like this. She says, waiting, hope, fear, they go hand in hand. Mm. We fear our hopes won't be realized. The waiting will never end. The answer won't be to our liking. We fear we've been forgotten or overlooked, too obscure to be of any importance. Mm. But because of what happened on a still night in a remote village, you and I never have to fear again. Our truest hope and our deepest longing collided with our greatest fear, not Mm. just in Bethlehem, but in Jesus. So waiting is still hard. Hope deferred can cause us to doubt. But because of what happened in Bethlehem, we can wait with confidence that the God who sent his son into an obscure and unlikely town to fulfill all hope is the same God who still draws near to everyone who feels overlooked. We haven't been forgotten. We've been redeemed. Kara, have you noticed that Advent calendars have kind of gone crazy (laughs) this year? Yeah. I'm seeing things about Advent calendars everywhere. There's a lot of them. And we've talked a lot about Advent on the show. Yeah. In a season of waiting and anticipation (laughs) of Christ's coming. Yeah. It's been practiced by the church for hundreds of years. But now it feels like every company offers some sort of advent calendar yeah. as a part of their contribution to like the Christmas industrial complex. Yeah, it's interesting. So we've like taken the idea of advent, gotten the <laughs> dates wrong, created a category of products to give us a bunch of small gifts before the day where we opened a bunch uh, of big gifts. Yes. Right? How very commercial of I us. know. <laughs> so I have done some homework and I've found the worst and even worser advent calendars. 
to mark down the number of shopping days left for Christmas. Oh boy, here right. we go. I mean the days before we welcome oh, Jesus. Of course, yeah. Right. Okay, so number one, uh, how about this one? The 12 days of Coca Instant Noodles Advent Calendar. Ew, no, no thank you. Okay, first of all, Advent and the 12 days of Christmas are completely different, guys. <laughs> that's true. Get clear on the concept. It's so true. You can do the four weeks leading up to Christmas, that's Advent, or the 12 days of Christmas. That's different. It starts on Christmas Day. Yeah. That's different. That's different. Uh, I think these companies, they just don't want to have to come up with 24 things. That's probably true. But in fairness, by making you eat instant noodles every day yeah. for 12 days, this you- calendar ruined and Christmas. Uh, So if that was their intention, they win. Congratulations. Number two, the Own Grown Seed Advent Calendar. Oh. Now, this one may be a little more appealing than the instant noodles. Yeah. It's a collection of 24 premium herb, fruit, and vegetable seed packets. Okay. But my question is, why over the course of a month in December? Why now? Because it's not like you can plant them right now, right? (laughs) You just got to hold on to them. Yeah, you open them once a day for a month and then hold on to them (laughs) for a couple more. That until is, spring comes. That is a weird concept. Doesn't yeah. Really make a lot of sense. No. And then finally, I'm going to call these the It's All About Me Advent Calendars. Oh, lovely. Okay. For men, there's the 24 Days of Beard Treats <laughs> Calendar. <laughs> Okay. And I'm not exactly sure what a beard treat is. What is a beard treat? Yeah. But as a person who has a beard, I don't think I need 24 You don't need 24? Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Um, maybe this would be a great <laughs> gift idea for the man on your list who's giving off like Old Testament prophet vibes. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, he needs all know. 24. For yeah. the ladies, uh, there's the 24 Days of Beauty calendar. Oh, yes. I've heard of that one. It's very uh, well yeah. tied into Advent. Interesting. It's like every cosmetics company yes. has some form of this. Definitely. Um, but oh. can you really see like the major biblical figure of the season john the baptist yeah <laughs> getting excited about like flavored bath soaps oh you know? yeah like maybe if it was like honey scented or something <laughs> that would work for him but otherwise i think it's a no-go yep. As we're in this season preparing for Christmas, we've been thinking a little bit about Advent and we've been talking about it loosely on the show. Kind of just a season of waiting and saying, what are you going to do, God? And Mm. and preparing our hearts for his coming, Mm -hmm. uh, his coming at Christmas, but also just his coming again in general. And I think that Advent is a time where it's okay to stop and think about, man, like life is hard and I need Jesus here in the midst of this hard and dark moment. That's kind of the point, right? Yeah. So I keep running across these prayers that remind me of Advent or really just any time where you're kind of feeling the darkness in an extra way. This one is from Ted Loader. It says, Come, Lord Jesus, touch me with love, life-giving as light, to quiet my anger a little and gentle my desperation, to soften my fears some and soothe the knots of my cynicism, to wipe away the tears from my eyes and ease the pains in my body and soul, to reconcile me to myself and then to the people around me and then nation to nation. Reshape me in your wholeness to be a healing person, Lord. Come, Lord Jesus, be with me in my longing. Come, stay with me in my needing. Come, go with me in my doing. Come, struggle with me in my searching. Come, rejoice with me in my loving. I think this is a fitting way to wrap up our week, reflecting on the true, beautiful meaning of Christmas as we get closer to that big day. Thank you so much for listening to this week's wrap up. Join me next week as we catch up on things you might have missed during the week. Until then, have a great weekend.